Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. The Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts is proudly sponsored by the Global Wellness HQ community. It's an online membership group where we meet, we share ideas, we share insights, and we all work together and help one another discover our own personal wellness journeys. If you'd like to join us, you can easily click the link below or scan the QR code, and we love hearing your stories, so we hope to see you in the community. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. In today's episode, I'm really excited to talk to Laura Jessica Walker. Welcome to the show, Laura. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. Now, for my listeners, they're going to notice that there's a slight accent. Would you mind telling our audience where you and I are chatting from today? Yeah. So I am in the UK uh, down right at the bottom in Cornwall so the little bit that sticks out in the UK that's where I am by the coast. I love it well let's get started so first of all just tell us a little bit about who you are and who you work with and then what you do for your clients. Yeah okay so I'm uh best way to to start I guess is that I <laughs> I'm gonna go for the <laughs> for the full life story but I'll make it really quick um so I'm a mental health nurse by trade so that's how I started um and I've done many many things um, one of those being working with people with dementia which I'll talk about in a bit um but I've all the way through that I've been absolutely obsessed with positive psychology so at this juncture in my life and my business, I am working as a coach, as a mental health coach for um, leaders. So that's either CEOs or um, directors, founders of organizations that are built to affect change in the world, either for people or planet. Um, and I concentrate on working specifically with burnout um, and the reason that I do that is because I experienced a massive burnout when I was um, CEO of my own company and um, and pushing that forward where I didn't look after myself, essentially. <laughs> I didn't do all the things <laughs> that I know I should do as a mental health nurse. And if, if, if you can do that when you have all of the textbook and the years of training and you still manage to burn out, um, it felt like I needed to study it a bit harder. harder. Um, and I put together um, a process that I now take my clients through to ensure that they don't get to that point or if they have got to that point that they make a really good recovery. I love it. Now I'm going to circle back because burnout, I think, is a, a term that a lot of people toss around lightly. I have a sneaky mm -hmm. suspicion you actually have a proper definition for it based on your years of experience. So 
how would you describe burnout? And no, let, let me rephrase that, because I think the first question is, what are some of the signs of burnout and then define burnout? Yeah, so, so some of the signs of burnout that you will find is that people will become much more snappy with the people that they're close to. Um, they will have trouble concentrating, so they're much, much more likely to be procrastinating. Um, they will start many, many tasks, but won't finish most of them or any of them. Um, yeah, and it, it's interesting when you say that, because one of the things that we said before we came on is that I also know, and I'm going to add this, that I have ADHD, which I latterly found out, which makes it really difficult for me to recall things like that, which is like, what's your definition? And I haven't got my notes in front of me. So I'm just going to hold my hands up and say, ah, I know that I could do that, but I can't do it right now. <laughs> is that I love okay? It. That is okay. And, and you know, one of the things I would say about burnout, is it's really easy to diagnose after the fact. It's really hard to, to be self-aware and say, you know, um, you know, it takes a lot for somebody to say, you know, I've been snapping at people lately or, yeah. you know, yeah. and here's the thing. I've been through clinical burnout and, and I can say this because I've been diagnosed um, I've done it three or four times in my life. And every mm -hmm. time you're like, I'm too busy to slow down. I'm too, I've got to get this done. Like we don't recognize. And and for me, I think the first time I went through burnout, um, I was 18 and I was working full time, um, you know, 40 hour a week. Plus I was going to, to high school and I was getting top grades Um I just pushed myself and, and at the age of 18, I got really sick and the doctors could not diagnose anything. And then somebody said, well, let's back up and look at what you were doing when this started. And they were like, yeah. nobody can do that. And that to me, I was, you know, dealing with OCD. I was dealing with perfectionism. Um, all of those mm -hmm. things kind of turned into burnout. And looking back, it took me years to recover. So that's why I wanted to have you on the show is let's talk about burnout. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not looking for the clinical textbook definition. I'm just looking at, you know, what are the early warning signs that somebody could look at a loved one and say, you know, maybe you need some help. Or we could yeah. look in the mirror and say, you know, maybe there's something going on. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like what I can tell you is, is also my experience and, and and two sort of experiences that I think are really helpful that I tell a lot. And one was when I was 19 years old. So I was um, a mental health nurse trainee or student nurse, and I was working in acute psychiatry. So I was working within an inpatient unit where um, we looked after some very ill patients. And I always remember there was a woman there who was in her 40s and um, I was one of her nurses and I couldn't understand why, why she was in the space that she was mentally um, because from the outside it was like she had everything. She was that, you know, really successful business leader. Um, she, you know, had the lovely car. She had, you know, everything and yet was 
just not functioning. Now at 19, and just in it's sort of starting my career, um, I was learning about, you know, depression and anxiety. Um, and she really, really stuck in my head. And um, unfortunately, really sadly, she she took her life. And at 19, that really, really hit me. One, because I was on the team that was looking after her. She was getting better and she'd left. Um, and it was a big, big shock. And then when you fast forward my life and I find myself in my 40s and I am that business owner, you know, and I have got all those things and there I was. And I remember this moment of where I couldn't function and I was sat there and I was thinking, oh, it feels like I've come full circle. And I, I know now, I know now what she was experiencing, um, a brain that just would not function properly you know I was unable to read I couldn't um I couldn't even like if if my phone made any noise it would cause me absolute anxiety so to go from somebody who was running a business with 25 staff um you know with my co-founder everything was fine if you'd have asked me two weeks before that how are things I'd have said to you they're great <laughs> great but actually they were not great and I was not functioning well at all um so and I think that's the thing about burnout isn't it is that you you go faster and faster until you can't go <laughs> go any faster and it all stops and, and honestly I think my biggest you know I, I'm stubborn it took me a while to learn the lessons you know obviously the fact that I repeated it um you know when you're going towards burnout you're going faster and faster towards um that big event and you think i don't have time to slow down um mm -hmm. my advice to you is you don't have time to be burnt out because once you burn out mm -hmm. it's it's a tough place there's no shortcuts back you've got to yeah. unplug you've got to stop and you've got to heal and um yeah. I would say if you don't have time to slow down, you definitely don't have time to burn out. Is that fair? It's totally true. And that's exactly what I teach my clients now. As you can imagine, I'm always evangelical about it. It's like, we've got to get this right because I know what happens. And I think I've got, you know, sort of keyed into that, that earlier experience at 19 that I now understand so much better than I did at the time with my own experience, coupled with my own experience, uh, makes me incredibly passionate to be able to stop people getting to that point. And we're seeing so much more burnout now because of the lockdowns, um, you know, because of everything that's going on in the world, people are struggling, um, but seem to think they just have to keep going. And we we must change that. This whole being busy, um, you know, being busy is a good thing. Um, I don't buy it. And uh, <laughs> we have to stop it. I love it. So we talked about the negative side of it. Um, what are some things? Because here's the thing. I firmly believe if people knew how to avoid burnout, they would. So what are some actionable things people listening to this can can look at and actually do to to first of all self-care but then you know maybe slow down a little what what are your top tips when you work with somebody Yeah so the the first thing that I do when I meet with somebody is at the, the very first session is we set non-negotiables so three daily 
self-care non-negotiables that they will work on from the moment that they meet me <laughs> and I'm really strong on it I'm accounts they're accountable to me um and I really encourage you know if you don't have a coach to find an accountability partner and and set those non-negotiable um habits and those habits can be really personal to you. So we know that there are things that we can do that are well-researched, like exercise and getting outside and, you know, all of those things. But also there's this, this um, element of it being personal to you. For, so for an example, I love to play the guitar. When I was burning out, I didn't have time to play the guitar. I wasn't going to make any time to play the guitar because everything else was more important. So that stayed right at the bottom. I barely picked up my guitar for two years. Which um, ironically is the thing that probably allows you to go fast is that centered time, right? Yeah, it is absolutely that. So it's finding those things. It's finding the things that bring you joy, but also the things that you know are good for you. So it might, and, and a simple, because obviously if you're going to do it every day, three things every day, they need to be simple. We can't be looking at things that are going to take an hour or so. So things like drinking enough water, that's such a simple one and none of us do it properly. <laughs> Having enough water to drink on our desk is not difficult. That's not a difficult thing. And yet, you know, I still have clients that say, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time to drink water. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> well, um, and, and Laura, just... I'm just going to say one of the most common, I talk to people from all areas of wellness and there's a theme, everybody says drink more water. Um, so I, I just want to underline that because I think, um, you know, I know the Brits like their tea. I know Americans like their coffee and, you know, the world likes soda, but we need pure filtered, you know, clean water that it helps our brain. It helps us process. There's so many reasons for it. And yet it's the number one thing people tell me they don't have time for. And I'm like, how do you not yeah. have time for water? I it's what yeah it's again one of my my big passions and, and and again from my background of working in dementia it's so important if we if our brains are not hydrated if you know if, if we I think it's about what if we're one percent hydrated we lose ten percent of brain function right so that is one thing yeah. <laughs> that we can do that's so so simple um that you know that helps us to function better so and particularly if you're stressed you know even more important so so simple yeah so water is one that I really encourage and then you know the other two non-negotiables can be anything that makes people feel better that means that they're going to take some time and space out so for example mine is meditation I meditate twice a day and so that's one of my non-negotiables as along with drinking water um and and then also you can have weekly non-negotiables as well. So one of mine is to get in the freezing cold sea because I love it and it resets me. <laughs> Burr, I have sh shivers thinking about it, but our cold is different than your cold. There's a, a few. Yeah, your cold difference. is a lot colder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, I don't think I'd be that brave there. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned to you, I had a friend who went um, under ice diving over the weekend and i'm like I, that doesn't even register something i'd like to do um now if i may i'm going to throw in one of my favorite things and my non-negotiable is be present you know and and mm -hmm. i'm a father first that's my most important role then i'm a husband um, but i see so many people that are out with their families or 
my personal pet peeve is people who walk their dogs and they're out walking with their dog, but they've got their phone in front of their face. It's like, I presume you have a dog because you like your dog. Why wouldn't you be present and notice the dog and pay attention to the dog as opposed to reading whatever thing is getting your attention on social media? Um, Mm -hmm. We, as a family, we take 30 minutes a day where no tech, we're just present. And and I think being mm-hmm. present is huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely massive. You know, otherwise we're missing it. We're missing life, aren't we? What are we here for, you know? Yeah. Um, and certainly, you know, when I look back at whew, when I was working incredibly hard, um, you know, that the, I, I missed that, you know, I, I missed being present. I would come home, you know, I, I, I would juggle everything with the kids and everything. And, I, you know, I can remember catching myself, putting my daughter to bed and I had my phone in my hands and I was sorting out an email. And I, it was a really it was a defining moment for me of what the hell am I doing? Yeah. You know what? Th- that's more important than this, you know, um, but when we're stressed that's what we're doing is pushing and pushing and pushing because it feels like the most important thing um and certainly you know we we were running um, a social enterprise at the time so that you know there were there were lots of issues around you know chasing funding and it all you know deadlines and you know all of that stuff yeah And I'm just going to go out on a limb. If everything around you is urgent, you're probably pushing to burnout. You know, like we need that balance. Um, You know, a friend of mine uses the analogy. uh, A lot of people, they're busy, busy, busy. It's like they're breathing out all the time. At some point, the organism collapses because you're not Mm -hmm. breathing in. So we need in, out. You know, the world has seasons. So yeah. I, I love it. Now, I know you work with with um, successful entrepreneurs who are probably trying to get more out of life. You know, I, I would bet most people come to you not with the statement of I want to avoid burnout because that feels a little. But somebody's <laughs> going to come to you. They're going to say, you know, I really need help. Um, yeah. what does it look like to work with you? I, first of all, I love the non-negotiable part. So anybody who's yeah. looking at talking to Laura, you need to recognize, um, I, I'm pretty sure I can look her in the eye. She's dead serious about the non-negotiable. Um, <laughs> but tell us a little bit about, you know, what it like, looks like to work with you. Yeah. So, and I, and I work in different ways. So I have, you, you can work on a one-to-one with me and I also have a group program and a membership program, which is a real sort of low cost so that anybody can, can come and sort of be part of it and, and learn how to have these healthy habits. And all of my work is based on my restore method. So basically um, restore stand, the, the different letters in restore stand for different elements of that. So the first part is reboot and reset, which is where we look at the non-negotiables that I've just talked about. Then we go on to elevate and that's looking at um, those things that you absolutely love. So for, like I said to you, that for me, that's getting in the sea, making sure that we've got those in our life. What can we do to raise our energy? Because we all know what we can do. For some people, it's singing. For some people, it's you know playing an instrument or dancing. Um, but making sure that we've got that and that we can use it at the time when those red flags are flying, because those are the times we may not feel like singing and dancing, but that's exactly what we should be doing is shutting everything down and doing the fun bit. And I call those my lifters. So getting people to um, 
to use their lifters. Um, and then the next thing is safety check. Now, this is really interesting because this is probably the basic um, part of my work, which is around, you know, you will know this, that we all, most of the things that we do are unconscious. So a lot of the reasons why people are burning out is because they've got this unconscious reel running in their head that they don't even know is there. Um, and that that is pushing them for a reason. So a good example of that is um, I was working with a man who was a business owner and he was saying to me, you know, I'm I'm working all the time. I actually, he said, I've got to tell you that I wake up in the middle of the night when my kids and my, my wife's asleep so that I can sneak downstairs and get some work done because I know that they don't want me to work so he was actually taking a night shift as well um just working so much and and what we did in this stage when we looked at safety check is we looked at okay what's driving this what's keeping you safe what's going on here so we unpicked it all and and um for this particular gentleman we found out that he um had in his childhood he had a very very unpredictable father and he needed to keep everything okay and if everything was okay he felt safe and what he was doing is he was running that reel in his business so but he didn't need to do that anymore because he was a grown-up and he you know he was safe so we what we basically did we found that belief and then we bashed that out of the water and and that was the big moment for him the massive breakthrough where he was like I don't have to do this anymore um and then, you know, he 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 came out of the whole process with um, taking weekends off. In fact, he took a Friday off. So he only worked four days a week after he finished with me rather than <laughs> working goodness how many hours. So that's the safety check element, which is the, the big part of the work, I think. Um, then we look at time. So we actually do a time audit uh, to see what are you actually spending time doing? Because uh, I was very surprised when I did this and I thought, all of the things that I did were really important, but actually very few of them were, and very few of them were actually creating me any results. So doing a proper time audit is really important to actually see, okay, so you have got time to go mountain biking, actually, or you have got time to to go swimming, but you didn't realise that you had that time because you were shoving it with busyness <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Um, and then the final three is open heart. And that's all about, you know, pouring love in self compassion and kindness to ourselves. So I take them through processes to do that. Um, next one's red flags. And that's knowing what your red flags are, because I certainly didn't know what mine were. So um, know what they are. Know when when you've got cortisol going around in your body and you're stressed. So getting to know your nervous system so well that any little tweak, anything that's coming up, you're catching that red flag straight away and going straight into your reboot and reset. And then final one, the E is energy management. And that is about, you know, the fact that we cannot, exactly what you said earlier, is we cannot breathe out constantly. We have to get that balance. We only have so much energy. So I like, like people to look at that as, okay, so what are you going to spend that energy on today? Because um, the last thing that you want is to have spent it all in your business and have no time for your family. So that's it. That's my restore method. <laughs> I love that. And honestly, we could do an entire session just on that acronym. And and by the way, I love the fact that you you cleverly created the acronym. Um, I, I always design businesses around the acronym. And then I find the words 
to fill it in. So mm -hmm. I always appreciate the the expertise it takes to simply state something as an acronym. So I, I just want to thank you. Um, now, the final question is probably the hardest one. Um, where can people go if they want to get to know you and, and maybe figure out if they want to work with you or not? So I'm in a, in, in a few places. So you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. And um, I'm always Laura Jessica Walker. So, so I'm quite easy to find on all those places. Um, I am on YouTube as well. <laughs> all, all of the socials, you can find me. Um, and, and you will probably find also that I do some stuff around ADHD too, because my son has ADHD. So we have become quite popular on TikTok, the two of us as well. So that's also under Laura Jessica Walker, if you're interested in that. I don't know how that happened, but we seem to have gained many, many followers, just me and him talking. And we also do a podcast as well around parenting and families touched by ADHD. I love it. So I'm going to encourage everybody to check it out. Um, Laura, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to hang out with me here. Oh, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast. Or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show, we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness. We'd love to have you. You can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form. Thank you and to your wellness.